Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of the Mysteries of God's Word. Today, we're going to start diving in to the flood of Noah. And we're in Genesis chapter 6. We're going to start today at verse 11. And it reads, Now, the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Let's just pause right there. Let's go back to verse 11. God said the earth was corrupt. It was filled with violence. And the focus of that text is on the corruption of the dry ground, as opposed to the heavens. So this stands in direct contrast as to how God had seen the earth when he created it in Genesis chapter 1. The focus here is on both the sinful humanity that lives on the dry ground and the bloodshed in the murder that pollutes the dry ground. While the previous verses in this chapter spoke on how mankind had plummeted to the depths of his depravity, these verses emphasize the violence that now has filled the earth because of it. And God is saying to Noah that he's determined to make an end of all flesh. Now, isn't it interesting that we read, God said to Noah? This kind of statement is telling us God is communicating directly and specifically to Noah. He's telling Noah what is going to happen in the future. And it establishes that Noah is a prophet of God. And God says, I'm going to destroy them from the earth. God declares that he will destroy both mankind and the dry earth as an act of his moral judgment against man's wickedness. We pick up in verse 14, and it reads, Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you're to make it. The length of the ark is to be 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark, and finish it to a cubit above, and set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. Let's just pause right there. We have the blueprint, if you will, for Noah's ark. Now let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. An ark is a word that simply describes a hollow chest or box. It's designed to float on water. The same word is used to describe the basket that Moses was put in when he, his mother placed him in the water of the Nile. It says, 
Noah is to make the ark out of gopher wood. Now, we're not really certain what gopher wood is. Some believe it was cedar. Others think it was cypress. Yet others believe it could have just been pine. Now, it's possible this could have been a tree that has gone extinct. But whatever the case, the forests near Noah would have provided this lumber in abundance. The Ministry of Answers in Genesis has calculated that it would have taken over 3.1 million board feet of timber to construct the ark. Now God says to make rooms in it. Now the word for rooms here is actually the word nest. God is telling Noah to make nests for these animals. And then Noah is to use pitch inside and out. And that word for pitch is not specific to a type of pitch. It could be pitch from a a tree, or it could be pitch from something known as bitumen in the Old Testament. There were bitumen pits, or what we would think of as tar pits. We also might recognize those tar pits as a form of asphalt in its natural form. Now, Noah was to cover the ark inside and out with that pitch. But an interesting side note is that the word pitch and atonement in Hebrew are very closely related. And they both mean to cover. Noah was to fully cover the ark with this pitch, just as we are fully covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, God further tells Noah how to make it. The description we see in Scripture is certainly not the complete blueprint, but it's an overview of the major factors on how God told Noah to build the ark. We shouldn't conclude simply from this text that this is all of the information that God gave Noah to go on. God certainly would have been more specific and confirmed Noah as he walked through building the ark. Because we know Noah walked with God. And the box design of the ark was was simple, yet it provided extraordinary stability in the raging floodwaters. And the size of the ark, it was enormous by ancient standards. Even for, for modern standards, this size of vessel is gigantic for a wooden ship. In the 20th century, we made this size ship and larger out of steel, and we call them an ocean liner. Now, the cubit is not a measurement many of us are familiar with. The length of a cubit differed between different people groups because it measured from the elbow to the top of the fingertips. In large-scale construction projects, ancient civilizations typically would use what was known as the royal cubit which was about 19.8 to 20.4 inches long. And if Noah used the royal cubit, according to modern measurements, the ark would have been about 500 feet long, which is about one and a half football fields. NASA could lay three space shuttles nose to tail across the deck of the ark. And the ark was over 83 feet wide and at least 50 feet tall. 
that is taller than a modern four-story home. The storage capacity for animals on the Ark would have been over 1.75 million cubic feet, which is equivalent to 450 semi-trailers. And 450 semi-trailers that are designed to carry animals carry over 112,500 sheep. So Noah has more than enough room for the kinds of animals that God is bringing him. The question could be, why is God asking Noah to build such a big ship that he doesn't need? Perhaps Noah brought a lot of food on. Perhaps Noah had room for people who would repent and come on. But this is one major vessel. And Noah was told to make a roof for the ark. Now this word for roof has been interpreted in different ways. Some translations use the word window. However, that would seem to be a poor translation. The Hebrew word means an opening for light and air. Some translate this as skylight or hatch or as here, a roof. And it says to finish it a cubit above. So God's asking Noah to set this roof or opening 18 inches above the ark. It almost seems reasonable that what God is asking Noah to do is to build a roof that sits 18 inches above the main ark. And in this way, there'd be an opening all the way around the top of the ark, allowing for circulation of air. Then Noah is to set a door in its side. Now, that seems obvious enough as to why God would ask for a door in the side of the ark. The door itself was likely very large and heavy. And we learn later that Noah didn't shut the door himself when the flood came. He waited even past the last minute, hoping that someone would listen to God and be saved. It was the Lord that shut Noah in. And we see also that Noah made this ark with three stories. Each story was 15 feet high, each deck equipped with different rooms or nests for the animals. This ship was amazing. The ability to make a wood ship like this rivals today's technology. God's plans to save Noah, his family, and every kind of animal that lived on the earth is shown through an amazing technological breakthrough in shipbuilding that only God could have orchestrated. Next week, we're going to finish up Genesis chapter 6. We're going to see what Noah brings on the ark, and in more detail, the animals as they come. Join me, and have a blessed week. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understandings. 